88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan You're tuned in to The Friday Night Groove With your host Roosevelt Belton Jr. Better known as R.B.J. for short And every Friday My goal is to bring you the finest in soul Jazz Alternative Indie Electronic And pretty much everything in between And in this episode I'll be speaking again To Los Angeles based singer Songwriter And producer Known as Boyan the Bard So sit back and relax We discuss the release Of his latest album Avalanche Before we get to the interview though We're going to kick this show off With an instrumental version of his track, The Nothing. After this, we'll play a small sample of Boyan's tunes and then proceed to the interview. Peace, thank you, and enjoy.
for a hundred years Little whispered lies for your listening of disguise hammer-headed shots sneaking round like spies in the dark
88.3 WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You are tuned into the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., better known as RBJ for short. And right now, I'm joined again by the Los Angeles-based singer, songwriter, and producer known as Boyan the Bard. Here to discuss the release of his latest album, Avalanche. Boyan, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me again. And I'd also like to introduce um, all of your viewers to my peacocks that they're going to be hearing. Because they're going to be squawking out. They're not my peacocks. They're the, they belong to the world. But uh, they jump across on our, oh, there they are. <laughs> right on cue. Mating season, so you're going to be hearing them a little bit. So if you're listening at home, you can, um, I don't know, play a drinking game. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to promote that. Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, it's been a while since we talked. Last time we were talking, we were talking about Inferno. We've got Avalanche coming out. You know, just between those two projects, you know, how you've been, you know, just keeping yourself busy. Uh, Man, I got... Work, I have a day job. Work is ramping ramping up. I got kids. They're you know trying to get back into the real world for the first time. Kind of learning about what real school is and not virtual iPad school. So it's been busy and crazy and wild. And um, like usual, one of the one of the things I do to keep sane is make music. Just pumping it out, and making more stuff. And I I kind of accidentally made another album. So just speaking of that album, um, album coming out is Avalanche. Inferno dropped back in December. So with only, you know, a couple of months between these two projects, when did the idea for Avalanche sort of start to form in your mind? You know, as I was putting Inferno out, like I finished it and then I started, you know, going on shows like yours and other people's and kind of promoting it. And I was having so much fun and I was just feeling really pumped and positive. And it was really turning my... um my mental state around um, with everything that was happening through the unspeakable year. And it was really uh, working for me. It was making me feel a little better. And so I kind of just kept making stuff. I, you know, I put a button on that album. So I was like, okay, there's 16 tracks here. Let's stop. And um, I just kept going. And so um, I put out in between this, I put out a little, um, a single called Swallow the Key that had uh, a remix to it. And then I also put out like a an album of a variety of remixes of other songs and stuff that I put together that were just kind of fun because I was just uh, playing with stuff and collaborating with a few people, which I don't normally do. And then I just started going again and again. I just couldn't couldn't really stop. I was on a, I don't know, I was in the flow, I guess. And I made this song called Avalanche and I liked it so much. I was like, "Oh man, I don't even, I don't even know what to do with this." Like, I think I need to put this out as a single or do something with this because it was kind of a new uh, sound for me. And I also really liked that it was this kind of counterbalance to Inferno, right? It's like the the fire and the ice. Okay, so there was something about um, 2020 being so uh, angry and hot, and that album. Inferno really lived in that year, like we talked about last time. And so I started to kind of, um, to kind of let it get cold, but also 
uh, that wasn't intentional at first. It sort of, uh, you know, it grew later out of that. But what really happened with this one is it was a little bit more of a look um, inside. So Inferno really was a lot more of me looking out of the world and how like messed up everything is. And then there's other stuff in it too, but um, this one is a lot more internal uh, as far as just the lyrics and my mental place of where I was when I was writing a lot of the stuff. And so it was kind of uh, a look, a little bit of a look inward and some of it is sad and some of it is, uh, you know, me, there's uh, songs where I'm just expressing my greatest flaws and things I don't like about myself. Really just giving my, myself a chance poetically to um, uh, look at the man in the mirror, I guess, compared to the other album. And, uh, and more than that, like I said, it was just make, 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 make. I was just about putting more stuff out so that I could keep myself, uh, you know, mentally healthy. Speaking of Inferno and Avalanche, Inferno to me was, you know, you had features from your grandfather, your kids, you know, your dog at one point. And then you mentioned this album is a little bit more internal to you and your flaws and the things you're going through. Why did that more internal search sort of develop while recording this project? Yeah, I, I think it was just counterbalanced. I really do. Like, like I'm saying, it because I had just done so much, I don't know, pointing fingers, but, you know, just lyrically, that's kind of where I was. Some things in my personal life that I was frustrated with, how I was reacting to things and how I was um, handling things in my, in my fatherhood, in my husbandhood, in my, you know, I mean, I didn't like do anything terrible, you know, <laughs> but like... It's just stuff that I was disappointed in in myself. And so I needed to kind of write about it to to call myself out. You know, it was just time to look inside a little bit. That's just where I was mentally. And not that Inferno was didn't have any of that, but um, this one, like, that was my, my goal. And I did still collaborate on two of the tracks, um, but with, uh, so one of them I collaborated with a guy named uh, Peter Kitsch. And so he did the music and I uh, lyrics and sang to it. And that kind of happened on accident. It was a song that he was making and I was actually, I was watching him create this song on Twitch. He was, you know, producing live on Twitch. Peter Kitsch on Twitch. Um, he, uh, th that's not his uh, nickname or anything. But, uh, but he was doing a show and it was a show where he just makes music and I was listening. And um, then when he was done later, I was like, hey, I really like that. And he said, you can use it. And we talked a little bit and, um, and that was kind of it, and it came together really nicely. And that song is, uh, that, that's the one that's called The Start Star on, on Avalanche. And he did the music and I did the lyrics for it, which is, it's about um, wanting to return to before whatever star it was that exploded that turned into all of us and the earth and all the, um, you know, rivers and oceans and other living things on our planet. Oh, 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 oh,
And then the other collaborative song is with someone that you know, because uh, I was very happy. So I, I, I did the music for this one. I'd been working on this beat and I was just feeling like there needs to be this. This one shouldn't have me singing on it. I'm going to mess it up. I couldn't quite find the tune for it. I tried a little and I couldn't quite figure out what it was. And, but I really liked the sound of it, but I didn't want it to be instrumental and it needed a poem. And I am not good at like spoken word. That's not my, that's not where I live, you know, but I, for some reason knew that you would know somebody. And so I messaged you on Instagram or I think it was, yeah. I was like, Hey, I got the song. Here's what it kind of sounds like. Do you know anyone? He was like, yeah, let me get right back to you. And not very much later, um, I got an email from, uh, well, he goes by Sunni Manny. And um, so we talked a little bit and I listened to some of his poetry uh, that he had recorded online. It was beautiful. And he does like spoken word, very deep, cool stuff. So I call him, he actually called me and I called him back and we finally got a hold of each other. And this dude is like, um, I can't record it right now because I'm working on a farm in Hawaii. I don't know, he just had like all kinds of cool, cool stuff going on. I was like, okay, this guy's kindred. Uh, I, know, I know about this kind of life. I used to live in Hawaii. I know the like, the, um, I mean, when I was younger, especially the ability and the thrill to be able to like jump out of town and get away and go do some wild stuff for a little while. And so, and he's helping people, you know, he just seemed like a really good guy. That was like the only time I really spoke to him in, you know, over the phone, I think. And we just sent some stuff back and forth and it was perfect. And he, he sent some tracks to me once he, once he got back from the farm and I edited them together and added reverb and remixed and, and you know, flipped things around and um, added some cool local effects and just turned it into a song. And it just, it's so powerful. Really, um, I'm really happy with that one actually. It's just really exciting to get to hear, that, for both of the collaborations, to get to hear someone else working with me because I usually don't do that. And I normally don't like doing that, but I was really happy with how they turned out. Speaking of, you know, those two songs where you're actually collaborating with other artists, why were you a little bit more open to this on this album versus, you know, the rest of your catalog? I think I'm just getting a little bit more comfortable trying that and getting to to know more people that I'm, you know, liking being willing to work with <laughs> kind of uh, as I as I kind of, you know, try to share my songs out with the world you kind of run into people uh, like yourself who connected me with with sunny or peter kitch i'm actually met through my work and then found out he does music later and it just kind of worked out so it, it's um yeah i don't i don't know why i think part of it was accessibility but also just being more confident with like all right look if this turns out terrible i have the confidence now to be like yeah i'm not using this or whatever which is like kind of scary right at first if you're not sure and you collaborate with someone and then you don't want to put it on your album or something you're like oh sorry 
Uh, and I didn't want to do that, but once you kind of get the confidence to be willing to do that, then you're willing to put yourself out there. And these ones came back and, and it was like, no, no, this is tight. So, but, you know, kind of going back, you know, the theme of this album, um, for you personally, why was you know Avalanche a good title for this project? Well, it started off as I was just going to make a single and, and then an EP. And then as you know, you were emailing me, you were even asking like, what is this really? Is this an EP? And I was like, I don't know what the rules are. At what point? I think seven songs, I don't know. Because of the collaboration tracks and because of, uh, there's two instrumental tracks that I had been just really loving and wanted to add to it. It turned into nine songs. So I think it became an album, but I had already in my mind called it Avalanche because that opening track, which is the title track Avalanche, really did feel like a counter, a counter attack back at my last album. If that makes sense, it was like, okay, here's everything you heard here. Now here's this coming kind of back the other way. And it felt like it was growing up. It felt like, you know, just to sound uh, that much different to me, it sounds different at least. And in just a few months to have that kind of new, new type of sound, I was just very eager to call it that. And then, like I said, with the kind of fire and ice vibe that that really worked out well to be that counter. So there is a little bit less thematic cohesion in this album than the last one. It wasn't, you know, I pieced a few parts together and it's a bit Frankenstein, um, you know, the, but one of the songs is about that like quantum heart is about how i can't make up my mind on stuff that's me being indecisive that's what that song is about so it kind of still works within that theme that this album kind of jumps all over the place on its topics uh, that part of the one of the topics is i don't know what i'm doing right now you know sort of maybe more eclectic nature of this album was that um a point of inspiration for you um or was it something that you try to work through yeah it's freeing it's very very freeing to be like okay i don't this this the next song on this doesn't have to be an answer to the last song the next will just be a song and uh i i like albums that that all fit together i do and i still kind of um tried to do that with some parts of it but there's a lot of there's a lot of me talking about flaws in this album finding flaws is the name of one of the the songs even and so i was i was very freed to let myself say like look this doesn't have to be like the whole thing doesn't have to be perfect together it's like get this get each song to where you think it belongs and where you want it to be and what i ended up what ended up happening with several of the tracks i think on like you know four at least four or maybe five out of the nine 
uh, tracks on here is they have a very strange like ending. They all are jamming and they're grooving, and then it has a very odd outro, like a, an unfitting outro. And I kept doing that, and it, that was kind of just happening naturally. So I let little things that were happening almost on accident naturally become a theme. Those ones that change, it's about like breaking that that pattern up that's happening, right? And so like bringing something unexpected at the last moment. And so so many of them have that that it. And that was just how naturally, as I was making each individual song, I was just doing that. I don't know why. And later when I listened back, I was like, oh, this is becoming a theme. And this can mean something. And now on this new one that I'm finishing, I can do that on purpose, you know, and make that fit in. So yeah, just following the nature, following the like, the natural way of things is, uh, is the way I've been, been creating. I want to touch back on the more instrumental aspects of this album. So there's kind of a stretch where you're either not singing on this album or you're singing very little in your voice. And so there's a lot of reverb and distortion there. So did it, did you find it helpful to sort of pull back yourself a little bit from this album versus, you know, every song has to be, you know, me singing or having some presence on it. Like, was it helpful to kind of pull yourself back a little bit? You think about that a lot when you're making something. And for me, uh, just as far as like my confidence goes, I get really self-conscious when I'm, when I have to sing. That's the, that's the hardest part, right? I hear, uh, you know, some people respond, you know, when Inferno went out, my last album went out, some people came back and were like, oh, this is really, really good. Um, your singing's cool. I, I like the instrumental work really a lot though. And they kind of are like saying they didn't like the singing and you're like, okay, okay, I, I hear that. And other people are like, oh, this is cool. I wish you would sing more. So, so what ends up happening when you put your, your music or whatever art, your radio show, whatever it is out in the world and everyone has different kind of opinions on it is that you realize like some people think this way, some people think that way. So I just got to do whatever I want, right? Like you just have to do your own thing or else you'll always just be displeasing everybody, including yourself. So I don't know that's like a common thing that you hear, but I, I learned, I'm learning that to be more and more of a, of a real truth than just an expression or something you write on, on a wall, right? Finding the right time and not being too worried about, okay, I need to have another vocal verse here, or this one has to be like that. Uh, yeah, th all those things kind of free you up to just do whatever you want. Knowing that, you know, there's, I would be kind of scared personally if like I had a whole team of people behind me waiting for me to like make a hip hop album. 
if if there was like okay we're all ready to cash in on this all you got to do is hit that high d sharp note and um we're gonna all be rich and here we go then i'd be really scared but i'm not going to i mean people will listen to this but i'm not trying to you know make it really big that's not my goal is to be huge and so that's really relieving so when i don't want to sing i just don't i don't think about like whether or not that's the right like uh timing in the album where someone's going to be losing interest and they need to hear a voice again because that is like a thing in pop songs people think about right like how how long can you do instrumental before you got to hear someone sing again there's all these like formulaic things that that you have to hit you know same with like disney movies right they know how long a kid can uh watch something before they start to lose interest and they need to see the color red again so they like flash red on the screen with something someone's dress and then it like you know they know how to trigger people's minds it's the same thing when you're making your own kind of indie style you just don't have to you don't have to do any of that, which is very relieving. So you just make whatever, it's just exactly what I want. And I master my own music. And I, you know, when I did those collaborations, we worked together a little bit, but it was mostly just like, cool, cool, carry on. And they just let me do it. And so everything is about like adding, you know, the more elements of freedom that you can grant yourself by being able to make your own music, sing your own songs, write your own lyrics and master your own stuff and put it all out there. I make my own artwork. Like every single thing that I can, I do myself. And that just gives me the freedom to only have to make it for me. And if anyone likes it, cool. That's it. That's a, that's the end of the story. You know what I mean? And so I do think about the um, the overall story of an album for myself. When I'm listening to an album, I I like it to have some variants. I like some fast songs and then slow songs and kind of move in and out and tell this story with the pacing and when there's an instrumental and when to space those out. I do some of that for me. I do like some of that stuff. I think about it. It's not like I just put it all out and stirred it up in a big bowl and put it out on, on the internet for everyone to listen to. I think about it for sure. And the titles of the songs and the themes of the songs, I think about for sure, but it's for me. It's just exactly what I just kind of want to hear right then. And then, you know, when I get sick of this song and listening to this album again, then I'll, I'll make another one and I'll take what I want to hear next, you know? And one thing that I do notice that I did want to touch on is, you know, since Inferno's release, you've been performing regularly on Twitch as well. Um, so I'm curious to know, um, you know, with that platform you have as a performer, as a and as an artist, um, how helpful has that been in helping you stay active and possibly on the development of this album? Oh man, so much. I've, I was really skeptical of Twitch. Um, but I actually started looking at it and watching it a little more and I'm so in love with it now. It's it's my favorite um, like social media platform for sure. All the other ones, you know, it is for now. They all, 
um i'm not sponsored by twitch or anything but they all um like whatever eventually everyone's parents get on whatever the social media is of the day and then all the kids run to the next one and they're like constantly hiding from their parents trying to find the next thing to get to um so and and that new one's always better they always are so good they just keep getting better but twitch is cool because it was originally for uh like video gamers right leave it to gamers to gamify social media make it really fun and interactive and cool and it's fun to watch people play video games i enjoy it and it's really fun to interact when someone's playing songs and you can chat with them and say oh can you do this song or how did you make that happen and they'll tell you it's like really nice so i haven't been doing it very long at all i started doing it uh, a month ago or so and you know my audience is growing it's still small right now but because uh, I'm new there, but I really like it. And it's growing faster than it does on, on other platforms because you can actually talk to people. And I just sit up, I, I got a little looping machine, which which made it like possible for me to do some of my songs. Um, without that it was kind of, you know, I can do acoustic versions of anything, but with the, this looping machine, I can like put a drum machine in, I can play my keyboard, then I can loop a guitar and then I can sing over it and add some effects. And so it made everything because the music I make is so is very weird, you know. And so, I in order to add all those extra elements, I needed this little, very simple, very cheap machine. And I finally just got it. And once I got it, I was like, I could actually put this online. And so I just started doing it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Like my friends come out, some strangers come out. Um, sometimes my parents come, so you know it's my fault when Twitch gets infiltrated with with parents. I'm the one who started it, but. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And I do, I I'd had never done like covers before. I don't really uh, like like doing it that much normally, but um, it's kind of fun for this because people are like, oh, can you do Smashing Pumpkins tonight, tonight? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Sure. So I, I do it my way. Like I, I change the sound and I, I add this little beat and I have my own keyboard. And so it sounds very different. But it's still, you know, a jam they can sing along with. And then I can put my own music in the middle of it. And it's a lot of fun. So, I mean, check out twitch.tv slash boy and the bard and you can uh, see see me in action. You can talk to me and I'll play whatever song. Like, dude, if people have put out some songs just to try. And I've tried No Doubt and I've tried uh, Genuine and some other like silly stuff that like doesn't really fit my style. But every now and then it's still fun to do you know and it works and it's it's fun to try and see if i can make make it happen on the looper exactly make it work for you right the other way around yeah all right boy in the bars so just wrap things up um all art is up for interpretation but what is the biggest point that you hope most people will come away with after hearing this record like i was saying in the very beginning about um just looking inside and taking a chance to kind of look at myself i don't have a message for anyone away that's not what this was for with the last one there was with inferno there's there's stuff to take away you you can all go listen to that and figure that out it's pretty you know i think it's pretty clear but um with this one the this message is for me and so i can't offer any like metaphorical takeaway for you or for your listeners listen to it yourself and if you find something in that then what you're probably finding is something about yourself because that's where that's where it is and whether that's something positive or something negative that's you know up for you to interpret for me a lot of it was about 
writing down and singing about my flaws and things that I want to to work on. And so, man, if you if you listen to this one and you get something out of it, um, I hope that what you get out of it is uh, something to work on for yourself. And if that's not the case, then you're doing good. WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan That was My interview With Boy and the Bard Out of Los Angeles, California If you've liked your herd You can hear his latest album Avalanche On all major streaming platforms You can also find a recording of this interview And a set list of all the songs played At Friday Night Groove Com. Once again, that is FridayNightGroove.com. So, as always, peace, thank you, and enjoy as we end this program with a live version of his track, Quantum Heart. Support good music, and I'll catch you next Friday. It wasn't